Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 2, 12 through 16, called Work Out What God is Working in You. Would you stand? We're going to move to the book of Philippians now. We're going verse by verse through the book. If you're physically able to stand, would you locate Philippians chapter 2? We're going to be looking at verses 12 through 16 today. And the message is working out what God is working in you or in us. Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 through 16. Let me find it myself, and we will read it together. As we're preparing our hearts, let's pray one more time. Father, we're so grateful for your living word, so grateful for the power that it has. This is a very practical text, a very challenging text. It's one that we desperately need to hear in our country, around the world. We see a lot of people who are uh, walking away, falling away, Lord, Um, we might have a situation in our own lives right now where, you know, we feel like we're kind of holding on by a thread, and we need to hear these words, Lord. And we're so grateful that you're working in us, and I pray that our hearts would just be soft to what the Spirit would say to your church in this hour. We lay this time at your feet in Jesus' holy name. All God's people said, amen. Philippians 2.12 reads this way, so then... My beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Philippians 2.13. For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent children blameless and innocent children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you appear as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life so that in the day of Christ I will have reason to glory because I did not run in vain nor toil in vain. You may be seated. Working out what God is working in you is the title And you'll notice in verse 12 that we have the words, so then, in the New American Standard, every other modern translation says, therefore. Now, the therefore is always a connecting word in a text. So when you study your Bible and you see the word therefore, you look back. You see, well, what is the connection? And the connection is namely verses 5 through 11. A portion of that text is called the Carmen Christi. It was an ancient hymn that existed in the early church And it was a hymn to Christ as to God. And the hymn, uh, the beginning of, of the verses I just mentioned to you says this word. Have this mind in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We called it the attitude of Christ. And then it says, who although he existed in very nature God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped but made himself nothing, made himself of no reputation. It goes on to say that he died, not not just that he died, but he died the death of the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him. You guys remember the verses. And given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, 
and every tongue will confess, whether it's under the earth, on the earth, in heaven, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. In the structure of the text, it's a bit unusual. It moves from duty. It tells you what we should be doing. We should have the attitude of Christ. We should look for the interest of others above ourselves. And that tells us the doctrinal reason why. So it's unusual because usually it's, it's doctrine, then this is what you should do in light of the theological truth. Here it's flipped where you get the duty and then the explanation of the theology. In much the same way, verses 12 and 13 work from a structure standpoint. We're called to work out our salvation because God is working in us. We'll get the theological reason, but first we get the challenge. And I walk that out with you for a moment because it does start with so then or therefore. That's the connecting idea. The big idea here continues to be that we as believers are to have the attitude of Christ. If you're taking notes, the overarching theme of working out your salvation is to have the heart, mind, attitude of Christ in your daily life. By putting others before yourself, by being sensitive to how the Holy Spirit would lead you, by living your life as a living sacrifice unto God's glory. Christ did it. He took that ultimate humiliation or demotion, if you will, to become one of us, to die in our stead, to grant us salvation. How can we do any less? We don't give people salvation, but you get the idea. We follow the pattern of Christ. That's the idea. That's the therefore, my beloved. Now, before we move on to the heart of verse 12, I want you to notice that Paul calls the church, my beloved. And any correction that we're going to give to anybody, and this is going to be somewhat corrective, as you'll see in a moment, or at least it's going to be exhortive. It's going to challenge all of us to live out what we're being called to do. We need to understand that we are the beloved of God. If you're a Christian, you would be considered a beloved child of God. Amen? So whenever we're speaking to someone and we're exhorting or we're challenging, we have to understand that if we're challenging another believer, they are a believer loved by God. Amen? So whenever we're challenging someone, we're encouraging, we're exhorting, let's remember that we are loved by God, that God loves us on our worst days. When we need an exhortation, God still considers us the beloved of God. He so loved us that Jesus came, that God the Father sent the Son. And so this is the address. So then, or therefore, my beloved, just as you've always obeyed, one key word here is the idea of obedience, not as in my presence only. Remember, Paul founded the church in Philippi, but he was only there for a short time. But now much more, notice it's, it's ramping it up much more in my absence as he writes from a, a Roman imprisonment. And then the call, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. I think we all have uh, maybe something within us where we kind of look busy when the boss comes by. Amen? Yeah, if you work in an office, you know how this works, right? People can be kind of lollygagging around, but when the boss comes in, everybody tries to look productive and busy. In March, we just had March Madness, that great basketball tournament that occurs, and they even have an app for March Madness for you to use at work. You could be watching the game, and if the boss walks by, you can hit a button and something will come up that looks like you're being productive and actually looks like work. Some of you are nodding because you are sinners. 
and you've been sinning in your office, and you've utilized that app. But look, we're all in the same boat, right? (laughs) But we all have a tendency to want to live the right way when the boss is around. But here's the truth for all of us as believers. The boss lives inside of us. He's always present as we live. We live our lives before our Lord. And he is so gracious. Amen? If he weren't, we'd be dust. But he's so patient with us. And he calls us to obedience. That's a key word I want you to mark. It's hupa kauo, or uh, I may have butchered that, but here's the idea. It means to live your life with a submissive ear and a submissive heart. So when we hear the word of God, when something comes into our life, and maybe it's a little challenging or hard, our first uh, reaction should be submission. Not fighting against it, not questioning it. We, Of course, we want to search our Bibles and search truth, but you get the idea. The first move of a believer should be a, a decision, a passion towards obedience. Don't just try to walk with the Lord when someone's watching. Paul says, I want you to work out your salvation and do it much more as I've been away from you. Work it out. If you're interested in Greek, is a long Greek word, but it means to work fully, to finish. We often talk about finishing well in the Christian life, to perform or to accomplish or to achieve. We do it with fear and trembling. The word literally means to tremble or quake with fear. Some of you might wonder, well, why, why does the Bible say that? Should we be walking around trembling all the time? No, the idea is fear. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Wisdom and knowledge. Here's something I want you to consider. The fear that the Bible's talking about is not a fear of judgment. Our sin was judged at the cross, but it's a fear of hurting my father. I don't want to dishonor my father. I don't want to dishonor his name. And I also know that he is holy and he is worthy of my fear because he does discipline his children. And so I also have a kind of a sober assessment of myself. I know how fickle I can be. I know how weak my flesh can be. So each day that I wake up, I have to have a sober kind of take of who I am and the potholes that could, you know, be in the road for that given day. And that's why I need to be clothed with the armor of God and ask for the power of the spirit and ask the Lord to guide my steps and have my deep desire to honor my father. I think that's the idea. And so we are to work out our salvation. I want you to notice in verse 12 that we have salvation. It is our salvation. He says, work out your salvation. He doesn't say work for your salvation. He says, work it out. And this is what we're called to do. We are saved by grace through faith. It's the gift of God. It is not the result of works. Maybe you had someone come to you. Maybe they're from another religious persuasion. And they said, oh, the Bible says you got to work out your salvation as if it meant that you got to work your way uh, to be saved. You got to just keep it up. What percentage it takes, I don't think they really know. 51% that you're acting like a believer, whatever. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that you are saved by the finished work of Jesus Christ. Amen? Plus nothing. However, if you read on in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, it says you're saved unto good works. 
good works that God prepared beforehand that you should, remember, walk in them. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Hello, I'm Rob Newton, producer of Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance. Thank you to all our Walk in Truth partners for your financial support. We are over halfway through this year. And you have raised over $30,000 to support our mission of being on the radio and podcast equipping people with God's truth. Now, we have more opportunities to broadcast Walk in Truth on more radio stations. That means we can serve more communities with Pastor Michael's unique way of teaching through the Bible. Radio is still strongly used by people all over the world. Not everyone gets to use podcast and stream on their phone, but radio in a car or at home is still free for listeners. Most listeners who reach out to Walk in Truth are listening on the radio. Now our audience is growing, and so are the opportunities. We would love to expand the program, and we need your help to do it. It costs thousands of dollars for airtime, and we could use more Walk in Truth partners. Are you blessed by Pastor Michael's teachings? Are you learning? Are you being challenged? We hope to reach more people like you. Would you please consider becoming a $20 monthly Walk in Truth partner? We are looking for at least 200 more listeners to help continue our mission to equip the body of Christ. Right now, our church and current Walk in Truth partners help pay the bills, but we would like to become fully funded by listeners. This will make it so what we have from the church can be used for expansion. Please sign up to become a Walk in Truth partner on walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. Again, become a $20 monthly partner by visiting walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk. And this is what we're called to do. We are saved by grace, through faith. It's the gift of God. It is not the result of works. Maybe you had someone come to you, maybe they're from another religious persuasion, and they said, oh, the Bible says you got to work out your salvation as if it meant that you got to work your way uh, to be saved. you got to just keep it up. What percentage it takes, I don't think they really know. 51% that you're acting like a believer, whatever. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that you are saved by the finished work of Jesus Christ. Amen? Plus nothing. However, if you read on in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, it says you're saved unto good works. Good works that God prepared beforehand that you should, remember, walk in them. Emphatically, we are saved by grace, yet we are called to walk out the good works. And this is where there is a cooperative relationship, not in our salvation, but in our, what we call sanctification. Now, that's a big church word, but what that simply means is God is moving in our lives to make us more and more holy, to make us more and more like Christ. Sanctified means to make us more and more set apart. That's sanctification. More and more usable by the master. 
And as we do that, that's what we're called to work out. We're to work out that salvation or the expression of that salvation as we live our lives. And some of you might be here this morning and you're thinking, it ain't working out. I ain't working it out. I'm not doing a very good job of any of this right now. And look, we, we look around the Christian world right now. We can look around maybe relationships that we know, people that, uh, you know, some of you have stories of people who led you to the Lord and they're no longer walking with the Lord. And you're like, well, what is going on with that? What does that say about our faith or about us? Well, something I want you to know right here is you're saved by grace through faith. However, you have a part to play. You are to work out what God is working in. Please hear what I'm about to say. If you have a passive response to the things of the Spirit, you will always get a passive result. If you respond passively to your faith, for example, we just had Resurrection Sunday morning, and I will tell you that every year we hold Resurrection Sunday morning services, that we will have at least an extra 100 or 200 people on that Sunday. Now, here's the question as a pastor I think about. Where are they on the rest of the Sundays? Well, they're not here. (laughs) I can tell you that. Now, why is it that we can culturally somehow think that we can show up on Christmas and Easter and we're good with God? What does that say about us? Now, of course, we're all at different spots, and sometimes someone comes to a Resurrection Sunday service for the 10th time that this is their annual occurrence, and the, the Lord touches them. So we never want to dissuade any of that. But if we passively respond to our prayer lives, sharing our faith, reading our Bibles, worshiping, spending time with other believers in study, a passive response to the things of God will make you a passive Christian will give you passive results. That's why there are believers all at different ends of the spectrum or on the continuum. Now, certainly, when you first get saved, you can think of like a child's life when you're first born. You know, there's only so much that is expected of you, but as you grow and mature, of course you're going to mature and digest differently and act differently. That's all a given. But let's just assume for a moment that we have a good number of experienced believers in the room. What's the difference between believer A and believer B? I would argue that it's all about discipline and effort on the sanctification side. Everybody with me? Not on the salvation side, but how productive you are as a believer, how effective you are as a believer is how much you are working out what God is working in. Amen? It's just that simple. And that's the truth of the matter. We're to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Now, God is working in us, and Walter Martin put it this way, that good works complete the testimony of faith by witnessing to the fact of that faith's existence. They serve to justify us before men who cannot see the grace or the faith that has already justified us before God, close quote. So this is what good works do. They testify to the watching world who can't see what's happened in our heart. They can only see the way we live, the way we talk, our behavior. So here's the good news. The challenge in verse 12, here's the reality theologically. For it is God, verse 13, who is at work in you. Brethren, take heart. God is working. Amen? God is at work 
in you right now. Now, we go through seasons where maybe you're a little bit more dry or you know, a little less passion. I regularly pray, Lord, baptize me afresh with boldness. Clothe me with the Lord Jesus Christ. Renew my passion. I have to pray stuff like that all the time. But here's what I know. God is at work in my life. And he works all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. In the very first chapter, we studied this verse. He who began a good work in you, it's a good work, will complete it till the day of Christ. Amen? God began a good work. God is good. He began a good work in you, and he has a good purpose that he's doing in your life. So if the enemy's been speaking to you the opposite of that lately, if you've been thinking that, well, maybe these things are not good, or you've been getting negativity, or the enemy's been assaulting you, uh, uh, like, you know, your Christian life is fruitless, you know, this, this or that, don't listen to that junk. God is good. He is doing a good work in you, and he will, he's doing it for a good purpose. Amen? This is what we need to remember. God is at work. The word work there is uh, a word energeo in Greek where we get the English word energy. God is supplying the power. What's he after? What is he trying to do in my life? Look at the end of verse 13. He is working in our will to will and to work for his good pleasure. If you have an NIV, it says his good purpose. God is working right in your will. And that's right where he needs to be working because that's the issue. There's an old saying in the church. It's all about the willingness to be willing. You've been listening to Work Out What God is Working in You, part one on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 2, 12 through 16. And remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our Free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I want to say thank you to all our Walk in Truth partners for your financial support. We're over halfway through the year and you've already raised over $30,000 to support our mission of being on the radio and podcast, equipping people with God's truth. Now we have more opportunities to broadcast Walk in Truth on more radio stations. That means we can serve more communities with Pastor Michael's unique way of teaching through the Bible. Radio is still strongly used by people all over the world. Not everyone gets to podcast and stream on their phone, but radio in a car or at home is still free for listeners. Most listeners who reach out to Walk in Truth are listening on the radio. Now, our audience is growing, and so are the opportunities. We would love to expand the program, and we need your help to do it. It costs thousands of dollars for airtime, and we could use more Walk in Truth partners. Are you blessed by Pastor Michael's teachings? Are you learning? Are you being challenged? We hope to reach more people like you. Would you please consider becoming a $20 monthly Walk in Truth partner? We're looking for at least 200 more listeners to help continue our mission to equip the body of Christ. Right now, our church and current Walk in Truth partners help pay the bills, but, but we would like to become fully funded by listeners. This will make it so what we have from the church can be used for expansion. Please sign up to become a Walk in Truth partner on walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. Again, become a $20 monthly partner by visiting walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. 
Now, here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, maybe you would say that you have a couple of fears about God. For example, maybe you fear that he would take his love away from you. If you're supposed to be working out what God is working in, what if you haven't been working it out? Does that mean God's going to give up on you? I don't think so. You know, um, on our best days, we, we certainly don't have the goods. And on our worst days, we don't have it either. But all we have to do is ask the Lord to do the work in us and yield, brethren. This is the key. It's all about yielding to the power of God. It's all about humility. It's all about saying, Lord, make me what you want me to be. It's not about what you bring to the table. Rather, it's about dying to self and letting the Lord fill your life, and he will do just that. So don't be afraid, brethren. Just work out that salvation with a reverence for God, because he deserves our best, and he will do the rest. This is Pastor Michael Lance. You're listening to Walk in Truth. Hey, we're so glad uh, that you are a partner in this ministry. For all of you who partner with us, thank you, because you're allowing us to reach thousands of people every day via podcast and radio stations. And we have been praying that the Lord would take this ministry all around the world for his glory. And you know, he's doing just that through radio and podcasting. And we're humbled and grateful. If you can become a partner today, uh, go to walkintruth.com. Even a small amount every month does make a world of difference. Walkintruth.com. We'll see you right here tomorrow for more in Philippians 2. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 2, 12 through 16, called Work Out What God is Working in You. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal, as always, is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.